Up next, voices matter. In a democratic society, every voice counts. We are convinced that everyone has a meaningful story to tell. Our new feature, Voices Matter, is a platform to make your voice heard. Today in the studio, we have Isabel Marinov, who is a Luxembourgish lawyer turned author. She's written a few books for children, for young adults. She also has some bigger projects in the the making. And we are going to talk with her about, well, how she undertook that career switch, why she undertook it and what life is like being a full-time writer in Luxembourg. So hello, Isabel. Hello. How are you today? Good, thank you. So, yes, yeah, so to start off, maybe. Um, so you decided to switch from being a lawyer to being a writer. Mm-hmm. Well, you decided to pursue your passion of writing yeah. when you had your first child. Yes. What made you decide to take that leap of faith at that moment? Because I cannot imagine that it would have been very easy for you to do. Um, yeah, I I think I always wanted to be a writer from the time I, yeah, probably uh, from nine or ten years old when I started reading a lot and also writing my own stories as a kid. And it was always in the back of my mind that I would one day be a writer. And so the idea was maybe working half time and then working half time as a as a writer, but that never happened. I, I kind of stumbled into law. I was a lawyer for a couple of years, but that was not really my my world. I didn't feel uh, at all <laughs> uh, at ease and in that world. And so then I, I worked for the government for a couple of years. And then I had my first child, and that's kind of a, a big change in your life. And um, yeah, I think at that point, I really asked myself what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And I, I thought, maybe now's the time to do it. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, when you have a baby in the beginning, it's very busy and um, you don't have a lot of time. But I tried to make time between uh, <laughs> the other obligations. And um, yeah, and then I started writing. I started um, um, submitting stuff to to publishers I started looking for an agent it took forever it's a very very long <laughs> process with lots of rejections with lots of uh, self-doubts and and thinking what am I doing here I often thought what am I doing here sitting in my basement at the time uh, we lived in in a in a house in Sands and I had a my office in the basement and I always thought what 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 am I doing here you know mm-hmm. you really think was this the right decision and of course, in the beginning, you don't have any um, results. It's just uh, either you don't get a response or you you get like, okay, okay, we are not interested or this is not for our list or whatever. So in the beginning, it's, it, it was really hard. But I I loved writing so much that I think at, in a way, I didn't really care about the outcome so much because I enjoyed the process of writing so much. Um yeah, I think that that's what's probably kept me going. Do you mind me asking how old you were when you took that first? Yeah, so that I was 39. 39. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, so because you've had that, you, you were established as like somebody, you were a lawyer, you worked for the government. How was it? announcing to people or did you announce to people I'm going to be a writer no I didn't I didn't I actually um, pretended to be a stay-at-home mom (laughs) I was completely undercover I never told anybody except my friends they knew that I was writing but 
And that was also hard because then people ask you, what are you doing? And you say, nothing, <laughs> I'm at home. <laughs> and that's not at all who I am. I'm, I'm a very bad uh, homemaker. Oh, okay. I'm very disorganized. So it's it, it, was, weird, it, it was a weird time, I think. Mm -hmm. And uh, when people found out, I suppose like when you had your first bigger success mm -hmm. with yeah. um, Leo and the Octopus? Uh, it was actually, yeah, both. Uh, it was Leo and the Octopus and um, the boy whose head was, was filled with stars came out at the same time mm -hmm. in True. January mm -hmm. 21. Mm -hmm. 21. That's yeah. right. I remember those times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what... Yeah, what was it like when people found out then? <laughs> yeah. They were like, oh, she wasn't doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> she was busy. Yeah, it was funny because a lot of people thought that I've been like, you know, writing this in two months or something. And I've been working on these manuscripts for years. I mean, to find a publisher, to... to it, it's, it's a very long process. So, um, of course, my friends, they knew and they were very supportive. And, and the other people, yeah, I think a lot of people were very surprised by what I was doing. So recently you published Henry and the Machine. You also have some some of your books being turned into films, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. And you have more projects coming mm -hmm. up. How, as a person who is disorganized, <laughs> how do you manage to make all that work while also having two children at home? Um, yeah, I think I'm probably I'm disorganized in life, but in writing I'm very organized and very disciplined. <laughs> which is funny, but uh, I think that's the way it works. And I always give priority to my writing and I'm, yeah, I just uh, stick to it. So I think that that's not, it's never been a problem for me to sit down in the morning and start writing. Mm -hmm. It's not, uh, um, when the kids are um, in school, I'm, I start writing and that's my, my, my job, basically. Is it an intense day-to-day -day job? Well, how would I say? I, I try to, to start in the morning when they're off to school and then I... Um, Yeah, I write every day. I try to write every day. Not not always. I mean, like for instance, this morning I'm not writing, and uh, yeah, so it's it depends, you know. But I, I try to keep it really um, to keep a, a, a kind of yeah to write every morning. I think that's important for me. The mornings are the most creative hours of the day. When you decided to start writing, did you just start writing or did you go to classes? Did you, how did you find an agent? I'm just a bit curious about how you go from yeah. being somebody who writes in their basement, essentially, <laughs> <Yeah>. to <laughs> being a published author who has deals in the UK like you do. Yeah, so what happened actually was that I, I was always taking classes online, um, even before I switched to full-time writing. So that was, for me, a very important thing to do because... Um, for me, the craft is also an, an important part of the equation. And so I always took these classes and um, I continue to take, uh, actually, I continue to take them today. Sometimes I take a class because I, I think it helps to, yeah, to reset your brain and to give you new ideas. Um, and the agent, yeah, it, it takes a <laughs> takes a lot of time you need to to approach an agent with a manuscript then you have to find out um what kind of books the agent represents what kind of writers the agent represents and then you do your research and um and then you you contact them um and like with publishers sometimes you get a, a reply sometimes you don't and i think i i had I had many, um, no, not many, I had two agents that almost took me on and then they didn't. So, and then the third one, finally, 
it worked and uh, and it's an interesting relationship because they need to believe in you they make uh, 15% of your earnings that's their their salary basically so you don't pay them they they live off what you produce so they really need to to believe in you otherwise they don't take you <laughs> as a client third time's the charm then i guess <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and Some of your books were published in the UK, like I said, mm -hmm. but your books have also been translated in several mm -hmm. languages. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that something that you keep in mind when you're writing that your books might end up on an international market? Is it something that you incorporate in your stories mm -hmm. or not really? Not really, no, no. Uh, actually, when I write, I never think about anybody when I write, except I pursue my own interests and obsessions in my writing. <laughs> That's the only thing really that matters to me at that point. And then when the book is out, it's the, um, either the agent or the publisher who, who goes to, uh, to these big um, conferences, like um, the, the, to these big fairs like Frankfurt and Bologna, and then the foreign deals are made there. But I have absolutely no influence on that. I cannot suggest anything. It just happens or it doesn't. So in... Again, Leo and the Octopus and Boy Underground that came out earlier this mm -hmm. year. Um, you have the theme of people who are on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. These are the main characters that yeah. are on the spectrum. Is there a reason why this is a theme that kind of flows through your stories? Or yeah. is it just something that you felt needed more attention? Um, no, it's because, well, it's, it's part of my own story because um, my son is uh, on the spectrum, my oldest son. Uh, he's 13 now and... Um, Yeah, and so I have a lot of material, of course. Um, and it's also an, a subject that I think it's important to address in books because it's um, that way that other kids learn about it and, and learn to accept it also as a difference. Mm -hmm. Do you get sometimes feedback from your readers? Yes, yes, I do. I do. And that's really nice. I got a lot of feedback for Leo and the Octopus and also for Boy Underground uh, from mothers who wrote to me. And, and that's really, really the best feeling in the world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I even got um, feedback from um, a woman, a 36-year-old woman from Germany. She wrote to me when she read uh, Leo and the Octopus that she was very moved by the story. And uh, yeah, so sometimes it's even grown-ups who, <laughs> mm -hmm. who read my books. So going back to your career as a full-time writer now like we mentioned before it's not easy being a full-time writer in Luxembourg how do people react when you tell them now oh I am a full-time writer this is my job are people around you supportive or is it kind of one of those where they're like oh well she does something <laughs> um, well my friends are very supportive my family is and um, yeah I don't know I I think people might be surprised sometimes When I tell them what I'm doing and uh, how I ended up there, yeah. Mm -hmm. If you don't mind me asking, do you have any projects coming up that you can already tell us about? I'm writing, um, for the moment I'm working on the sequel of Boy Underground, my novel. So it's going to be the same characters in a different setting. That's my current project. I'm also working on another one, but I'm not allowed to talk about it yet. So <laughs> maybe next time. And um, yeah, and then I'm, I'm working on the screenplay for Boy Underground together with a um, co-writer. So on that project, I'm not actually the lead writer because I, I don't want to revisit this, that story. That story for me is done. But, um, but it's very interesting to work with him because he's, um, he's a director and a screenwriter. So he has a different view on, uh, on stories. 
And we had some really, really uh, fun meetings where we took the book apart and we imagined how it could be uh, made into a screenplay. And so, um, yeah, we're working on that. And it's also nice to to work with people and to, to get out of your um, office because it's so solitary being a writer. I spend so many times, uh, so many hours on my own. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice to to be creative with other people, you know, to to create something together. It's really something I, I enjoy a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you travel around a lot for your when you do you do book tours or anything like that? Um, well, when my books came out, it was during the pandemic, so I didn't do. It. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> I did online stuff. Um, now for for Henry and the Machine, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm going to to do some stuff in London. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I will see. And um, yeah, so this is personal um, curiosity asking you, but I noticed that in English it's called Henry and the Machine, yeah. and in, in in Luxembourgish it's called Emil. Yeah, yes, the Machine, I guess. The Emil and Machine, yes. The Emil and Machine, genau. And um, why why did you change the? Uh, the I think Vincent decided that Henry Henry was a bit um, too, <laughs> too close to the too country. close to the country. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. And I have to say that Emil in, in Luxembourg, I think it works better than Henri. Mm. Henri is like a bit too formal, I think, in Luxembourg. Mm-hmm. I like it yeah. in English, but in Luxembourgish it doesn't work so, so well. Is, is that one also somehow influenced by your own experience? Um, like Leo and the Octopus and Boy Underground are, or not uh, so much? It's influenced by my own obsession, I think, about art and the meaning of art and, and our... Reactions to art, you know, that's something that's always been uh, fascinating. I, I mean, I've, I've always thought about that, and and I wanted to make sense of it in a story. You were 39, you said, when mm-hmm. you decided to yeah. drop your glamorous lawyer career <laughs> and move on to being a writer. What would you say to, let's say, adults who think they're too old now to start writing? Oh, you're never too old for anything. <laughs> <laughs> Any advice you would give them? Um, I think in the beginning, when you start writing, um, don't expect perfection. Uh, treat it as something playful you know just having fun doing it not not expecting any immediate results because that's not going to happen and for me that was always my my really my incentive to to keep writing because it's um when when you focus too much on the result it it also kills your creativity for me being playful trying out stuff i also wrote many in many different genres i wrote other stuff i wrote short stories but a lot of stuff i also wrote for myself and just to have fun you know it's not very efficient (laughs) in a way but i think it's it's probably part of the process you need to to go through that phase Thank you so much, Isabel, for Thank joining you. us on Voices Matter today. I very much look forward to hearing what's coming up next and that secret project you can tell us about <laughs> next <yet>. time. <laughs> yes, yeah, so thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. That was Voices Matter. At Era City Radio, we are convinced that every voice matters. Yours as well. If you want to share your story, contact us at listeners at era.lu or via Era City Radio's social media channel. 